five, four, three, two, one. Ignition sequence start. One of us is lefty, one of us is lanky, and one of us can't reach the top shelf. Three washed up best friends with the same goal, to shoot one round under par. Welcome to T-minus 72. Um, right off the bat, I'm the best golfer out of us three currently. I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, I'm going to say that starting this episode with lies is probably not the way to go. <laughs> what do you mean? You guys seriously don't believe my rounds? No, no, I believe you're round. I just don't believe you're the best golfer of the three of us. Well, that was a complete joke. Um, uh, I think James is actually the best golfer. Yeah, I think I think right James. I mean, James is definitely James is definitely the best golfer of us us three right now. He's yeah. the most consistent. Um, yeah. like it'd be hard for James to shoot ninety, and it's possible. For yeah, and I like. I mean, I had a, a a rough round today, but I shot an eighty nine, so I was right there. Wait. I was flirting with. Him. I mean, to be fair, like. We, we like we were not out there playing like a two around. Like we were kind of f-ing around. But. Well, the the problem about today's round was every time something went like slightly wrong, we joked about it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, dude. That's what James and I always did, and then they just capitulate. You get a capitulation station. On <laughs> Palmer, the Palmer, please. Shop. You start selling capitulates. <laughs> <laughs> Palmer, if you would, if you would, would you would you define capitulation for me? All right, so all right, this is capitulation. So, first hole, like you're so excited to golf. Maybe even your first tee shot's amazing. Hell, maybe your first hole's a par, and you're like, yeah, like it's going exactly how I want it. And then next hole, um, maybe right before I tee off, James will be like, <laughs> James will be like. What did you say on the on the part three that one time? I oh I think we were talking about like automobile asphyxiation. No, what's the auto erotica? Auto erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And I was just like, ooh, straight pipe. That would that would be like that would be like tying a belt around your neck and then beating off. My ball. Oh, that's no, auto, I'm talking about that's like erotic asphyxiation. You agree with no, Palmer? We're, I think we're talking about like when you're in the car. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. We're just talking about. Palmer's like. Palmer's like that, dude. I just shake that drive. I'm gonna go choke myself and beat off. (laughs) No. I'm defining capitulation. So, um, Dylan and I had to tell you what capitulation is. You have to step away from the golf ball and like, and like, totally revitalize yourself and like put your mind in a different area. But no, I just fucking stand there. I'm like, oh, I'm still gonna strike this. And even in my backswing, like I was giggling and like totally shanked it over the road. And we just ran away after that. We quit. <laughs> but that is, that's like extreme capitulation. <laughs> Capitulate, as Google says, means to cease or resist an opponent or an unwelcome demand. In other words, surrender. We use it loosely in this definition 
but for the most part, it just means you're losing your mind and you refuse to get out of your headspace and allow yourself to play good. Now back to where Palmer learns for the first time, this is a real word. Oh, is it a real word? Yeah, it's a real word. Yeah, it's a real word. It's a, and Dylan and I told you it's a real word. <laughs> and I, I don't think I don't think it's you're using it in the right context. No, the way we use it is like you've had a. I don't care, dude. James and I make up so many words all the time, anyway. Well, okay, so like, capitulation, capitulation, the action of surrendering or ceasing to resist an opponent or demand. So the opponent or demand is a good golf game or a bad golf game, and capitulating is just ceasing to resist the fact that you're a horrible golfer. Well, but we're not. Do you know how, dude? I'm to be honest, like, do you know how much better? Of a golfer we are than the average golfer. No, yeah, than the average golfer, but we still suck with a red. Can't even, like <laughs> with someone who like doesn't golf at all. Like they think like a <laughs> like you could chunk a, a seven iron like one fifty and they'd think that's an amazing shot or something like that. Like they don't they don't even have the concept of like a good shot. At least we're like I would say we're like at least middle class golfers. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're middle class. Like, we can tell exactly, like, if someone hits a ball, we can tell, like, if they hit it good or not. I shot a 78 right after the recording last time, which wasn't super eventful. It was more like me just holding off bogeys. It's not like I was almost about to go low, but you shot 93. <laughs> Dude, I can't even talk about it. I literally don't remember a single hole from that round. When was that, like, three weeks ago? But it is on record during this podcast the highest round we've had. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? And to be honest, Connor last recording said that he was gonna shoot in the trippy digis or at least the nineties a couple times and said it was gonna be his next round out. But it ended up being your next round out. Last episode we left off with Palmer and I going to play around right after we recorded. <laughs> That is true. I had an 89 today, and it wasn't pretty, but it wasn't a 93. True. Okay, but okay. in fact, in fact, Palmer, I could have, I could have double bogeyed three more holes. No, 89, four more holes, and I. I know, but it was on hole 12 that I was like, dude, just trashed around, and then I just started playing like an absolute dunce. Like I was like, just so, putting on purpose at that point. So you're mentally, so you're mentally weak, is what you're saying. Yeah. He already said that was his, he already said that was his weak point. But I'm just saying, like, if I actually was like still trying to Okay, whatever. Yeah, I shot ninety three. <laughs> so so you have so, so what defense, you're saying is you have the mental resolve defense, of a twelve year old. Like, I like tried to shoot a ninety three. <laughs> no I had no intention of like trying to save my round. <laughs> at a certain point. At a certain point. Clearly those were not stunning rounds and there was not much to talk about within the scorecard. Besides Palmer having a full-blown capitulation and shooting a 93, that was it. I wanted to gauge what they thought was a good time estimate of how long this was going to take us. Uh, like, if you guys had to guess, when when is this going to happen? Dude, like... I think it's more of a mental thing, honestly. Like, literally... Like we all have the, I think all three of us have the potential to easily shoot under par right now. 
if we could just like keep our head in the damn game the whole time. Yeah. I, my, my problem today was like I was puring the ball, but I was doing that stupid push fade I've been doing all year. Oh, I think, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's, just, it's so, it seems so easy because you'll have like, you'll have like two or three holes where you're like, you're just playing great golf and you're like, I don't understand why I can't just do this for 18 holes. Yeah, but I think, I think the, the, the hard part, like the hard part is not having a good hole or like connecting a few good holes. The hard part is doing yeah. that for 18 holes straight. And I think, I think like that's like James, James, is, James has like the potential to have 13, 14 solid holes around, but it's those five holes yeah. that are going to push him like too high. Cause like in order to shoot under par, there's like, there's no, there's like realistically little to no room for error. Like you have to be on your game every hole. And if you're, if you're off your game even slightly yeah. and double bogle hole, like a hole, you're going to have to be on like X games mode. The next hole to double, like double get back. You know, it's bad when you're going into like the last hole and you're like, well, all I got to do is dunk this for a hole in one. Yeah. All I got to do is hole in one out. Well, dude, honestly, like luck is, is so helpful to, to in that sure. situation. If like you're having a good round. Think about like th- today, Today, I freaking, I'm not going to lie, that birdie I had, I sliced my driver. It hit a tree, bounced back into the fairway, and then I was still 200 out. I bladed my five iron, but it was straight, and it, like, rolled all the way up, like, 10 feet from the pin, and then I just sunk the birdie putt. And it was like that, that hole started, like, okay, I'm going to start, like, really f-ing trying not to mess up. Yeah. And then, yeah. so, like, luck is much needed i think for us to shoot under par too there there we got some gold live recordings of our round today you would cough in my back that was a bad swing Dude's got a swing speed of my grandma. Straight to you to previous my guy. Better drive than me. Okay, Connor has absolutely laced his first drive. And 350 yards. It is five yards from the 150 stake. On a par five, hitting two. He could easily go eagle here. I gotta say that that was a uh, because last episode we were dogging you for your distance. Yeah, <clears throat> you couldn't have done a more perfect thing to solidify your honesty with your distance. Yeah, that was like uh, Connor Westlake has arrived. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, dude, and I was like, so he hits this 355 yard drive down the middle, then and takes it was out like a perfect shape and everything. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. No, one. it was perfect shape, like baby draw. Then, yeah. then takes out. Uh, attack wedge or what did you hit from there pitching wedge for 150 uh, yeah pitching wedge and he hits it pure it spins off the face it's pin hunting and I'm like I'm like we have an absolute problem yeah and then it goes long and I'm like yeah. okay long because I so, like my distances here, here at elevation are, oh, yeah. are different right? yeah he's sitting there getting ready to chip on the back side <laughs> of the green he's just a couple yards off and I go I was like oh this is a par 5 and he's like this is a par 5 
And then he proceeds to duff the chip. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, this is for Eagle that I'm Yeah, like, dude. I literally, I, w- I would have been fine. I would have been fine thinking that I had to put it close for par. But he had to tell me it was a par five. And I, dude, I just lost it. And I, I straight duffed it. And then bladed it. And then bladed it across the green. And then two-butted for bogey. Yeah. The, good, yeah, the first hole is really important, honestly. The good news like, is, is later on in the round, I figured out my driver again, so that's good. Yeah, I lost it. <laughs> yeah. Connor from 310 yards out, hitting a five wood after hitting his drive, Obi Trice. <laughs> this is an anger swing right here. <laughs> As he stated, he has nothing to lose. <laughs> Never came did, you out. Hear, did you hear the connected with that stump? Hit the tree uh, 30 yards in front of him, and I think it's implanted in the wall. <laughs> you did not just try to hit pitching wedge 206 yards. What are you actually hitting? It's a seven. <laughs> got a pretty good idea uh mine has a, ca- a caveat of when one of us is going to shoot under par okay so if it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen by the end of next week for me it'll be next summer for me really why because you're going on a trip or something? well hunting season starts and then i'm not gonna have a ton of time to play yeah that's the same for me i i got hunting season here too so so it's got it's got to happen this weekend. Maybe it could happen Saturday, <laughs> and then this podcast is over. Next Dude, but week. You know what's sick about Fort Collins is like I could go golfing on Christmas. Like yeah. it could easily be sixty degrees. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I don't think I don't think any of us are going to do it this year. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I no. think I think James. I think James realistically is going to be the first one to do it. Um, but I think either myself or Palmer will do it twice before James does it twice. I think James will do it for the first time, but I don't think James will be able to repeat it because I think James, I think James will have a great round, but I think Palmer, I think in order for you or I to shoot under par, we just have to do it once and then we believe in ourselves. No, well, no, like (laughs) if it happens to either of us, it's going to be pure luck. Uh, what I'm saying is in order for you and I to get to that point, our game is going to be like legit. It's going to be good. And so if we do it once, we're going to be able to do it again for James. He has like flashes of greatness followed by absolute my disgusting. Yeah, like, <laughs> my putting is a, yeah. I three putted from like eight feet today. And then like, or and then James he'll like the only person I could be striping it all day. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he'll shank his driver like 300 yards right yeah yeah so i, I that's I, because i'm extremely field dependent and if something feels off the, the the ball shanks but we we were on the range and we got connor's swing at the top we didn't work on it while we were playing but we got connor's swing at the top pointing down the line and him focusing on hitting the outside of the ball and yeah I mean, dead straight, good looking. Swing. Well, what really, what really flipped a switch for me was um, realizing that where I was aiming with my club yeah. face and where I was aiming with my feet were two different places. 
and yeah, it was affecting it and it was affecting my path, my swing path. And so yeah, when I opened really. when I opened my stance, it started to square the ball up. And so when I was hitting the ball, yeah. it was square, it was straight, and I was hitting the club face relatively clean. And yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it was a game changer. The problem it's is the problem is I just I don't have the refinement to do that repeatedly. So when I stepped up to hit my drive on the first hole, it felt good. I was still kind of riding that high from the range. But then like throughout throughout the uh, the round, I kind of lost that feel. On, on an unrelated note, well, even, dude, that's for me too. Like like I'll hit a hook and then Ben's like, oh, your old swing's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, what's the prize? What what do we for whoever shoots under par first? Um, because I'm starting. Wait, wait, wait. I, we have to really some ground rules. Like, I feel like for an under par round to count between us three, one of us have to be present with the other. Yeah. No, because that's not that's going to be impossible for me then. Yeah. But yeah. this is what I, I will say. Someone, it has to be witnessed. It, it has to be witnessed. Yeah. And it has to and be. If you do do alone, like that's sick, but this doesn't count for the podcast. Yeah. Agreed. I yeah. Okay. So so it has to be from the tips of whatever course you're playing. Yep. Has to be witnessed. Oh, it has to be from the tips. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Because okay. that's the other thing. Like, that, that's probably why it won't happen this year for me because I'm still playing from the blues. Shouldn't be, but I am. Cause, <laughs> because when you play with strangers, you're not going to step up on the. On the tips know, and then like, shank and drive. Douche. You're like, oh, do you mind if I uh, go for loan back here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so so tips, witnessed, and in real life. Yeah, so that's what happened to me at the course yesterday. It was, or no, two days ago, I played a, like the old course, and it was like 1940s course, and like the yardages were super short, but it was like extremely narrow like each fairway was only like literally 20 feet wide and no probably wider than that like 20 yards wide but uh um it was like tiny like there was a two like straight to the pin on a par four is 200 yards but there was no way to get there you had to take the 90 degree angle you had to hit like a nine iron off the tee box because the trees were just way too tall to even get it to cut the corner and it was like that on every hole but it was interesting. But um, the guys I was playing with wanted to play from the whites. That's why I played from the whites. Because I was yeah. like, I'm not going to. But what I thought was funny is you lied about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I knew. Well, okay. I didn't fully lie. I was honest on the app. But I knew if you guys noticed that on the app, like, you would have totally not credited any. Like, no matter how good I played, you would have just been like, eh, it's from the whites. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's why I asked. <laughs> Which is funny because it's not like I'm playing the tips at Cotton, but Cottonwood's so damn long anyways. Yeah. I mean, Holy Dude, Team's yeah. still 433 yards from the Blues. Yeah, Cottonwood's like an abnormally long course. It is. It is. Dude, Cottonwood, honestly, Cottonwood is a, it's like a surprisingly hard course. It's legit. It's legit. Yeah. But at the same time, it's honestly like, it's it's short for like the PGA, but it's like, it's it's long by like public course standards. Yeah. But it, like the new age of golf, like I think it's pretty standard. Actually, from the from the equipment. from the tips, it's average for the PGA. It's exactly it, seventy two hundred. Yeah, it's exactly in the middle. I think I think uh, PGA yeah. average is like seventy two, seventy three, or something. I don't know if Pebble Beach is still this way, but it used to be under seven thousand, which is like extremely short for a PGA course. Yeah. yeah um, also Pebble Beach. True. Okay. How about what's the punishment? <laughs> Right. 
Uh, okay, here here could be a good punishment. Uh, open mic. I was gonna say open mic at a comedy club. <laughs> no, at the comedy club that we. Okay, but but so is that for the last person to shoot on their part? Sorry, no, you're good. But yeah, the person that no, how about if none of us complete the goal by next year? <laughs> then what? We all get up there on the mic. And we'll do a live recording. We yeah, we'll do. It. Yeah, okay. We'll do it like yeah, if 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 not a single one of us shoots under par in a year then we all have to we all have to do an open mic comedy, comedy. club yeah as a group Routine. act <laughs> <laughs> no it's just if none of us do if someone does it then i feel like the two losers need to do something for the winner we'll just go out and they get to use our debit cards for like <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not palmer i've never given you my debit card ever you're overdrawn <laughs> <my guy>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like what? What did we say? What did we say? My biggest, my biggest problem was it was it was my driver, right? Yeah. So, like, if I shoot first, that means I conquered my driver. You guys have to pitch in and buy me a fitted driver. I get fitted for a driver. <laughs> yeah, just because you want. And if James, if James does it, it's his putting. So if Palmer just... does it, it's his. We get to buy him a new brain. <laughs> A new what? Brain, because you said your weakness was your mental game. Yeah. <laughs> if Palmer gets it, he gets mental help. Straight. He gets straight no. psychiatric help. <laughs> we'll get him a therapist. After much deliberation, we've come up with a great prize that we'll share in the next episode of T-72. But for now, let's get back to our plan on how we're going to shoot one round under par. It sounds like both of you are going to have to come up with some off the top of your dome piece, but your plans to fix your game and shoot one round under par. One round? Yeah, it's, what do you, that's the whole, <laughs> that's the whole premise yeah. of the podcast. And welcome back to the podcast, Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, okay, this is my plan. Um, I didn't remember my swing on the first tee box, then cheat that way the whole round. Okay, that's really interesting for our podcast listeners to right. too. I don't think Palmer's a real threat here. Yeah. Uh, no, dude, what are you talking about? I literally finished par birdie, par par tonight. Get at me. Dude, you, yeah. Palmer, you should have been with this old guy we played with today. Every time he'd shank a shot. Jimbo. What the f***? <laughs> so, and, then he, and then he'd like look at us and be like, sorry. <laughs> like, dude, it's like, dude, at this point, it's expected. No, this is going to be you. On the 16th <laughs> hole, he shanked three in a row and just started rolling around to the ground. <laughs> he was like 70. <laughs> you know that, you know that hole, you know that hole where it's, I think it is 16? Yeah. Par 16, five? yeah, par five, dog leg right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's in the fairway and he just absolutely toes it straight into the creek and <laughs> and he doesn't think anyone's watching but i'm like 50 feet away behind a tree <laughs> naturally because i can't hit the fairway to save my life and uh <laughs> and he turns around and he throws his club at his bag and then he walks over to his push cart and he shoves it over and he sits on the ground and he smacks his hand on his knees and he goes F F it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I'm like trying so hard not to laugh the best part is is like two holes before he was telling me how great his clubs are and that I should buy them <laughs> Zem if you're listening to this we love you buddy Maybe a new set of clubs is in your future. And apologies 
We're calling you Jimbo on the first hole. Let's go over your plan. Okay, my plan? Yeah. Um, I think I really do need to stay shaped up on the range. Like, James has seen it where, like, I get in, like, this vibe of just going golfing. Especially if, like, I go like I go with my dad a lot when I'm in Montana and, like, he never hits the range. So he's like, oh, I got a 6 a.m. tee time. And then I wake up at, like, 5.30 and then try and play. Yeah, I've so, never like, – it's been years since I've seen you have a good range sesh. I know. I just need to, like – which is what I've been doing down here, and it's been actually paying off. Like, I made, like, a mark on my – like, I hit so many wedges with my 56, I made, like, that center center ball mark. I've never – I haven't done that in years. Hashtag so. dialed. Find that on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we posted it. Give me, your, give me your plan, though. Like, okay, I'm planning on hitting the range two times a week or three okay. times. Like, Well, this week – I went to the range every day and I hit a hundred balls, but school just started this week. So that this week is the most time I'm ever going to have. So it's probably going to be, if I'm lucky, like two or three times a week. Okay. So you're aiming for at least two times a week. Yeah. Okay. My, my plan, I wrote my plan out. My step one is to work on my flexibility because that is Ultimately, what's leading to my hunchback of Notre Dame. The power uh, hunch, dude? Yeah, my, my power hunch that's gone a little too hunch. I, gotta, hunch. I had to get rid of that. So you need a chiropractor. That's step three. <laughs> chiropractor. <laughs> step two, though, is practice. And what I've decided is I'm going to spend um, 30% of my time on putting. Okay, and putting, putting and chipping. Um, 30%. How often a week? Um, I think I want to go, I want to hit balls two times a week and on, on both of those, I want to do putting and, and chipping. So like a bucket each time. And then, you know, whether it's 45 minutes or 30 minutes, uh, putting and chipping, my, my chipping is actually pretty good. I just need to keep it where it's at. I think that's my most improved part of my game is my, uh, my up and downs, but the putter sucks. Um, and then I got to get this, I got to get this push fade out of my yeah, system. Yeah, you were, when you were missing today off the tee box, you were all, you were pushing Even, it not even off the tee box, even out of the fairways. I yeah. mean, think about how many wedges yeah. I hit and, and yeah. eight irons and seven irons. And you were pushing right. a lot. You were pushing a lot. And just striked, <clears throat> but pushed and, and fading. Yeah. Do you think it's like actually pushed or you think you no. might be actually aiming right? Not pushed. No, nah, he was, he was definitely pushing. But, Dang it. Uh, that's my plan. I'm going to execute and I'm going to shoot under par next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, everything, everything going okay over there, Palmer? I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, did, you have to kill, <laughs> did you have to kill your food? Yeah, mine's probably less regimented than, I mean, it's for sure less regimented than James's is. Um, I think ultimately my plan is uh step one like mental approach just take golf more serious golf has just kind of been like a casual um pastime i was fiending for a beer by hole number two i was i was kind of fiending for a brewski but like every every round of golf i've played has been like 
the the boys like go out to toss back some brewskis and drive the carts. Like I'm the I'm the one who's good at golf in, in like the groups that I've gone out and played with. Um, so step one, mental approach to the game is like take it serious. It's not just like it's not just going out there to have a chill Saturday. It's like I'm actually trying to better like get better at this game. Uh, step two is to be very intentional with my range sessions so what i mean by that is like find the parts of my game that are really lacking that are really causing me to add strokes and create an approach to improve those when i go to the range so like my short game for example is killing me today so when i go to the range tomorrow i'm gonna go back i'm like i'm gonna try to recreate some of the situations i was in on the course and try to dial that in on the on the range so that when I see those situations on the course, I'm comfortable. And it's almost like just muscle memory. Kind of like you were saying, Palmer, where I've hit this club a thousand times and I just have that, yeah. that, that muscle memory. I don't have to think about it. Um, yeah. And then I think, <clears throat> I think step, uh, like the final step, my final kind of portion of the plan is, um, I guess just kind of to recap, uh, mental approach, take the game serious, and um, and then two, be intentional with my practice. And then three, um, I'd love to see myself play at least at like at the, try just being realistic. I want to hit the range at least once or twice a week, and I want to play a full eighteen at the very least once a week. We all agree that practice is more important than playing on the course. Which that's a little different than you used right. to be, Palmer. I mean, yeah. you used to always just want to play, and I always told you, like, dude, we need to hit the range if we're going to. Well, play. I think I was kind of thinking about this today on the seventeenth green, uh, the seventeenth hole, as I was reflecting on my disgusting round. <laughs> um, but like, I think also the mental approach that like, not every round of golf has to be the best round I've ever shot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like I can go out, I can go out on the course, and I can work, like, and I can try different things i can like i can like practice different shots like i don't necessarily have to shoot the best round of my life every single time like i can i can practice on the driving range but i can also i can also practice during a like a a round of 18 you know what i mean like not every 18 has to be my all right i'm going for under par this round i i think that's actually an advantage we have over the chasing scratch guys because they're having a handicap um, challenge and so every score matters. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same for us. I remember listening to this. It was either a podcast or a documentary or something. But uh, they're talking about like pro golfers, and there's like they kind of put them in two different categories. Like a, there's some pro golfers, like I don't know Tiger Woods for example, where they like are always on the range and they're hitting like thousand balls. Yeah. And then there's other pro golfers that like rarely go to the range and they just play and that's their practice. They just freaking play, but you get to be, and then I took that seriously. I like tried to put that into my game. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm more like, I think you've got to be at a level where like you can go out and hit every single shot here to to be like, to a certain degree, to, to a certain degree, we are, still finding our swings a little bit. Oh, whereas a pro not has, even, Yeah, not even to a certain degree. Like, like I'm definitely still like, finding my swings. Compared to a pro, yeah, like, 
yeah, so that, that'll pretty much wrap it up. But I think next time we can implement our plans and talk about scores and rounds. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> Palmer, if you play, try to take um, voice recordings. Yeah, I actually, I, I was kind of thinking about that today. Like I really, I really want to implement kind of the thoughts. Cause like my thoughts after the, after the round and during the round are two very different things. Yeah. I'll so, probably voice record after my rounds from now on because I noticed like when I used to voice record during my round, especially if I had a good hold, like, okay, I just buried. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like try and hit this teeth not really good now. And then I'm gonna go like, f it. You're that so, mentally frail. You're, you're that mentally frail where your voice recordings are yeah. with you. <laughs> okay, well, you'll hear live in round voice recordings from Connor and I. Yeah. Unfortunately, Palmer capitulate Moylan. You yeah. <laughs> can't I'm handle it. I'm not there yet. Okay, that's fair. All right. All right. That's my goal. Well, all right, that's two, that's two episodes down. Moving on to the third. I think we're finally getting into the kind of meat and potatoes of, of really pursuing this challenge. So it'll start to get interesting. I, I'm, I'm starting to get nervous every time I step on the first tee box because I think about the possibility of shooting under par. Yeah, well, I was nervous today popping on the tee box because I, I was like, this is, I don't want to, to use wait, Palmer's word, capitulate I, in front of James for the first time <laughs> that we've played in years. Thanks for listening to this episode of T-72. Catch us on the next episode where we start to implement our approaches to shooting one round under par. So for any people listening, um, I do have a Venmo. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly where we're going to end the episode. Yeah, I feel like last time we had to cut off all these stupid fucking comments. (laughs) That's just going to be our outro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, we're done.